backstage passes, and zero to 60 in a super stretch limo? Yeah, that's just how we roll. You're listening to the Mousecapades Radio Network. Happy Friday, Mousecapades listeners. We hope you're having a magical week. This is Vicki, and I'm here with Kaylee, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. This is episode 487. We are back with part two of our Disney family Christmas trip, and we can't wait to tell you about the last part of our magical adventures. But before we get started, we would like to let you know that Mousecapades podcast is a part of the Your Story Travel Company. Here at Your Story Travel Company, we help you plan the most magical vacations on any budget. So I'm going to kick it off because on the Thursday of our trip, we headed to Hollywood Studios. So our first thing we did was at 11.45 a.m. I think we did get there early because we wanted to try and ride Slinky Dog Dash. But it ended up being a pretty long line, I think, is what happened um, because we did not end up or did we ride it to yes. this day? We did ride it. You're right. We got we there up, early. We didn't get there right because, remember, they opened at 6 a.m. because of the Rise of the Resistance. That's correct because Rise of the Resistance is not a fast pass-based ride. At this time. Or a standby queue. It is you show up and you get a boarding group. And if you get a boarding group, then you get a time slot and then you show up at that time slot and then you wait in the line from there. That's how it works. And it's to subdue crowds because the ride is longer. It involves screens and live actors and a trackless vehicle. And it's, from what I've heard, it's incredible. We are not a Star Wars family, so I kind of wonder if one day we could try it and just see. Oh, sure. It's as incredible even not being Star Wars fans. So one day we'll hopefully get to ride that. But we were hoping the crowds would be deterred more to that so we could go ride Slinky Dog Dash. And I think we got there and it was marked as we actually got Starbucks first. Yep. We waited in line and got some Starbucks. Uh, sorry, listeners. I'm forgetting everything we did. We did Starbucks and then we went and waited in line. And it said it was about 90 minutes, but I would say we waited probably like 45 to 50 minutes. I don't think we waited I don't think we waited the whole time. Joey was thinking it. We didn't. We didn't wait the whole time that was posted. And it was still a super fun ride. I definitely recommend it. Um, And I love, it's still a thrilling ride, but it's not so intense that kids couldn't do it. I think that's why I like it. Because a lot of coasters that are um, targeted for families, they kind of have to make them super tame for young kids. But it's got just enough of the, like, edge. This one is not as tame as like barnstormer at at magic kingdom or something so you definitely need to know that you're going to have that pulling feeling because there's a point in the ride that it stops and then it goes quick again and so i think the first time i wrote it i was like wow i can't imagine a little child writing this but at the same time it's awesome so you You have thrill seeker children maybe they'll really really like it Uh, and when we got done then we went 
because the line for Toy Story Midway Mania was only 45 minutes and we thought totally worth waiting for. And so we went ahead and got in that line and it actually was not 45 minutes. I think it was 30. I think, yeah, I think we maybe waited 30. And so then we got to ride that, which that has always been one of our favorite lines. And let me back up by saying that the reason that we didn't have a fast pass like we normally talk about is because they changed the tier right when Rise of the Resistance opened. They put all of the Toy Story Land rides, all the Star Star Wars rides, and uh, Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster were all in tier one, which only left Star Tours and Beauty and the Beast, Frozen, the Sing Along, Ariel. Ariel's Little Mermaid and Indiana Jones. So all attractions and one ride, the store tours ride were in the tier two, which was very frustrating to us because the year before Toy Story Land was in the tier one, but the Rock and Roller Coaster and Hollywood Tower of Terror were in tier two. So we were able to do all of it. So we had to pick, which is why we decided to get there early and try to ride the slinky dog dash and wait in the line. So I definitely think you would have to be prepared if the tier system does not change somewhat soon. It will be changing actually, because you weren't a part of this, but I was just in that episode. um, The one that airs aired last week, I should say February 19th, all that is going to change. And I can update you that so that listeners don't have to listen again. If you didn't hear that, then go back and listen to the news and rumors uh, with Stephanie and Nick from this past week. And it will tell you more what's going to happen on February 19th. And the tears are going to change, which is going to make my daughter very happy. I mentioned that on the yes. podcast. Uh, so then after we did Toy Story Midway Mania, we headed to our Rock and Roller Coaster Fast Pass, which that's always a must do for us because it's a roller coaster that dad really likes because it's a smooth ride. And it's honestly just so fun. They blast music while you ride, which not that they can't, they don't do that in other uh, places, but the speakers are actually in your headrests, which is so nice when you're on a loud ride. Um, and it was just as fun as ever. We love that ride. Classic for us. After that, we had a fat, or not a fast pass, a dining reservation at 50s prime time. If you know our family at all, we typically go to sci-fi, but our friend Angela and Jamelin had went to it earlier on this trip and they did not have a very good experience. I'm not saying that's going to happen to everybody, but I did want to give a heads up. She said that it um, was not what they were expecting based on our comments from before. So I just want to throw that out there. So we decided to change our reservation and we got one at 50s prime time and we had a hilarious waitress and she was amazing. And I cannot remember what I ate. I was going to have you... Oh, we all got fried chicken, everybody but Joey, and he got the meatloaf, right? I think so. He loved the meatloaf so much from last year, which actually, if you remember from last year, we, um, the kids, it was just me, Joey, and then our friend Josiah, who will probably be joining us um, on a few of these episodes, He, um, we all got hungry and we had extra like food credits, I think. So the three of us went last year and had such a good experience that... We hadn't been there in such a long time that we were like, we need to do that again. And Joey really loved the meatloaf. And Joey is not a meatloaf person. No, he's like, not. He's very much hot dogs, chicken, chicken nuggets. That's it. 
he's not a big beef person. So when he loved that meatloaf, you had to know it was good. And so he got meatloaf. We all got fried chicken. Our waitress was hilarious because she was more sarcastic than anything. Yes. I just, I am that kind of person that gets along with someone like that. So that was just a good experience overall. If you've never been there, that's how they're supposed to be. Everybody is supposed to be your family. They're either your aunt, your cousin. Used to be your mom sometimes, but I think because some of the people are younger now, they had to make other relatives like cousin and aunt and uncles and stuff like that. Uh, But it's a great experience and you get to joke around with everybody that's in the room with you. They're showing 50s, 60s black and white shows on TVs that have Disney on them because they my my husband was trying to think Brad was trying to say uh did, were these the TVs from back then but they were just the shell that somebody made and then slid a black and white TV in it that's what we finally discovered or that's what Joey said he says he knows <laughs> which possibly he does he, he does he tend some, to know random stuff he does so. know random stuff uh after we did our prime time uh fast or I said fast pass as well our reservation we did one man's dream we did walt disney's one man's dream um we waddled over there because we were super <laughs> or i did because i was super full um but we went to one man's dream which is something we like to do it hasn't really changed like i mean they've changed the inside they've added things changed the layout they actually had mike and sully in there where you could go meet them but the line the line didn't have a weight on it it was a little bit of uh, misleading yes because there was a line if you've been in one man's dream you go through this museum like kind of building and they have all the memorabilia and they have a bunch of things explaining like where it where it came from why it was significant in disney history and then you go in the back and there's doors that swing open every i think it's every 20 minutes or every 15 and they show a little film on Walt Disney's life and how the Disney company got started, which is super fun, which is why we always go in there. But to the left of that, they have a room where you can go meet Mike and Sully. And the line was like sticking out of it a little. And we were like, well, we'll wait. We haven't met them in a long time. But apparently from the end, it was about a 45 minute wait, but there was no sort of indication telling you that. We just heard a cast member say that because somebody asked. So keep that in mind if there's not wait times listed for meeting characters because it may be longer than you think just keep that in mind if you have a fast pass or a reservation that's sometime close to that but instead we just opted out and we watched the one man's dream film which we always enjoy watching i think i took a nap during that one i just really was into naps this trip it just seems to be the theme (laughs) for me so then we went to our frozen sing-along fast pass which i know joey rolls his eyes but he can do what he wants i know he secretly loves it because the actors and actor, the actor and actress in there that play along with Kristoff and Anna and Elsa and Olaf, they're hilarious. They try to make it fun for the parents too, which is fun. Correct. And they throw in little phrases here and there and they just make you laugh the whole time. So if you've never been in it, you need to. And every time I go, one of them is different. Either the lady historian is different or the man historian. And I think, oh, God, this is this guy's funnier than the last one. And then I'll go to another one. It'll be a different guy. And I'm like, no, they're all funny. And it's never the same. So a lot of the stuff that they do is not scripted. You can tell they're just winging it or something they thought of on their own, which I appreciate because it kind of makes the show different every time. Yeah. And it's just 
it gives that edge to the families that are like, we have to sit through this and listen to everybody scream these songs, which for some, I don't know, mom and I love that, but Joey does not really love that. So for him, even though they're cringeworthy jokes, a lot of the time, they still make you laugh. So originally when we made this, we thought we were going to have time to go back to the resort, which we technically did have enough time to go back to the resort and maybe get a fat nap, as Kaylee says, um, before we needed to be back for our Fantasmic Fast Pass. But we ended up just finding a bench and just chilling. And uh, I know that Kaylee and Joey went looking in the shop. She was still looking for that Arendelle Spirit jersey, hoping to find, like, one store that had it before we left there. They did not, but I believe Joey found something that he liked when he was in that store. Yes, we went to the Pixar store that's on the strip on your way to Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster. And he found a, a Pixar ball that he supposedly thought you could only get in Anaheim because it was trademarked specifically for there. But he got like, and I mean, it's technically a toy. It's like a small ball. It's not like like a a toddler would play with. A toddler size ball, pretty much. But he really wanted it, so he got it. And I mean, we were having problems like trying to get him to buy things because he's like, I don't really know if I want that. And we're like, it's vacation if you like it get it yeah we have the money we've saved for the and so but he's the very practical person who's like well i don't know but he found that ball and he got that so that was good but that time we pretty much just took to chill joey and i went shopping we got some food we got some pretzels i think during that time churros and churros we did get some churros that was good um and then we headed to our phantasmic fast pass for the night because they've now added in two shows for Fantasmic in an evening. Yes. So we went to the early showing of it. We went to the nine o'clock showing and they do a, I think it's a 1030 showing now yes. as well. And so they have two, which or at least at Christmas. It, yeah. At least at Christmas to accommodate the high, um, value influx of, people. of yeah. people pretty much, but it was so fun. We got seated. We were pretty dead center, which was nice. Um, I just love Fantasmic. It's my favorite show in Disney World. I think because it has, I've said this before, it has all the elements in it. Like the screens and the water and the projections and the fireworks and the live characters are in it. And so, and a boat. And so everything's in it, which was super fun. Um, I will say, because we've seen it so many times, we know the music in and out. And we know the show in and out. And there were a couple things they had to modify either because of technical reasons or weather because... Like we were saying in our part one uh, episode of our trip, it rained a lot while we were there. And so if you guys have seen Fantasmic, the dragon wasn't a part of the show. And they um, also were short a boat. They were short a boat. They only had one or they, they only had two boats. So like the scenes for the princesses didn't have all the princesses. in Yeah, it. The, the one that was they were playing Beauty and the Beast, but they didn't bring out the Beauty and the Beast character and the boat. Yes, that's they played. Correct. They brought out the boats for uh, Snow White and, and Little Snow Mermaid. Mermaid. Yeah, and so we, we, I was like, wait a minute. So not right. there must have been technical difficulties, but it's nice to know that they are still willing to modify the show for people just so they don't have to cancel it. And the right. people who that's and I appreciated that for real. Um, and so I do appreciate that Disney does everything they can because it's an expensive show to put on, and they do not want to have anything going wrong. Um, during it or anything so I had an amazing experience during that time because I was seated next to a family from Puerto Rico and they spoke some English but mostly they spoke Spanish 
And this little girl, I believe she said she was 10. I can't remember. I think she said she's eight and her sister was six. Well, she was in third grade. Okay, that maybe that's possible. Eight or nine. Okay. Well, she was just going, well, I could not understand most of it because I don't speak Spanish. I took French in high school and I don't do very well with that as it is. And when you're fluent in a language, of course, just like I'm talking super fast now, it's easy for me to do because it's my language. Well, she would say, and I could get a few words here, musica and different things like that. So I knew what she was saying, but her grandpa was translating for her. But that was the best part for me. The show was those two girls because it was the first time that they had been away from their parents and they just were eating that show up. And the one little girl, her favorite princess was in the show. So it just was a really cool experience. It added to uh, the Fantasmic show for me. And then when the show was over, we went ahead and headed back to our resort. We were going to try to ride. We were going to try to go ride rides because there was the fireworks show, Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam, was happening. That's right. And we thought, oh, there's magic hours. But then I think we had mistaken it for a different night. Yeah. And so we were like, why are so many people leaving? And then we realized it was because the park was closing. So just be careful and double check like times when you're trying to plan for stuff like that. Because we were like, well, okay, we'll just leave. We're tired. But... I mean, make sure you're not betting on that time if right. you're not absolutely sure that that's correct. So the next day was February 27th, which was actually our last park day at Disney World. It was our last day, full day on property, I should say. And we slept in a little bit because, as we said, it was pretty late because Fantasmic got over at 930. Yeah, 930. And then... We thought we were staying for extra magic hours. And so by the time you wait in the bus lines and things, it was close to 1130 or closer to 12 o'clock before we got back to our room. And so we knew that going to Epcot, since we'd already been there one day, that we were just going to get there slowly. So we did. And our first uh, fast pass was, of course, one of our favorite rides that we mentioned earlier in this report. or And yet, I guess, in the report last week was Soarin'. So we got to ride it again, and it was amazing, as always. And Brad always makes lovely noises on these rides, not because he's scared, just because he thinks he's hilarious and noises. <laughs> it is. That's just so It is. It is noises. He just like, like, almost like almost like a baby, like a baby cooing when they're happy. That's kind of yeah, what Dad does. Because it's his happy place. He loves Soren. And so we rode that. That was a lot of fun. And then when we got off from there, we headed to Living with the Land because it's just right across the downstairs area of um, the Land Pavilion. And so we hopped on that boat ride, which is always just, I will say some people don't really like it. Some people really like it. If anything, I will say the animatronic and the, the thrill factor is not what you're going for on this ride. Like, it's cool because they take you through their greenhouses and they, like, label every single plant that they've got in there. And it's cool to think that those plants and fruits and vegetables and whatever else, the fish, shrimp, meat, everything, it's being used in Disney parks and on property to cook food with. So you know a lot of it is coming from an organic source that they're growing on their own. And that's just cool to walk through. And they give you little surprises. They set up little um, hidden Mickeys everywhere for you to find. So it's just nice. And again, like I've said for so many other things, take a nap. <laughs> if you don't, if you get bored, just take a nap. I think that one thing I forgot to say, Kaylee, was we actually got there before our Soren Fast Pass because we came in the back way, I'm pretty sure, that day. And we went to the French Patisserie. That's correct. We did have um, some baked goods that 
that morning. Yeah, we did. I had uh, lobster bisque, and I think you had some kind of sandwich, like a BLT or something. Yeah, but, it was good. I can't remember specifically what I got, but I've not had anything at that French bakery that I've not liked. Yeah, it was... And they were really efficient. I've been there before. Actually, we've been there, I guess, the last couple of years. I went on the mom trip that I went last year, which I didn't get to do a trip report about. And then the... Um, and then with you guys the last Christmas and it was okay, but they seem to have really worked through the kinks. Like they have two lines going, they're moving in opposite directions. They have the same food on either side. And I felt like they got us through there because sometimes when we got in line, we'd be in line for like 50 minutes or something. And I think we were in and out of there in 15 minutes. Yeah. It was very fast. So that was very nice. Um, after living with the land, we did not go to our Finding Nemo Fast Pass because we had already rode Finding Nemo with Angela and Jamelin that first day that we went. Yeah, um, which I, I actually think we failed to mention that we did that. I think we did too. But now you know. We did Finding Nemo on the first day. If you've not done it, it's a little shell ride. It's very um, kid-friendly, very fun. I think kids would really enjoy it. I personally wish they would put in some more renovations and more money into that ride because especially now that Finding Deep. Finding Dory has come out. Uh, I think the technology could be advanced. A lot of the uh, uh, animatronics need to be fixed. Stuff like that. Um, I think we just kind of hung out around the park. I'm. So, I was trying to think of what we did. Because You're right. I it think... was raining that day, and I know that. And we knew we had a reservation at Grand Floridian, so we needed to kill some time before we got on the monorail. I think we got some Starbucks. I think we did get some Starbucks again because they have a new Starbucks location right now because they're doing or they're doing so much construction in Epcot. They've moved it to the beginning of the showcase. Yes. And so right. we got some Starbucks and once we did that, we went and rode the Skyliner again just for fun. Oh, that's like we right. did a lap around kind of because we only got to do it that first day because uh I think it they said they had closed the Hollywood Studios line because of high winds. And I guess that's like a fault in the Skyliner system is if it's somewhat windy at all, they can't run certain lines depending on the directions they face. Yeah. But we just kind of did a lap around where we rode to the main station from Epcot and then we rode right back just because we wanted to ride it again. And that was better because we got some daytime pictures because the first night we rode it, it was nighttime. You couldn't see a whole lot except for the rain. I mean, it was still cool, but this way I got some daytime pictures and some really cool ones of the new... Riviera Resort and over Caribbean Beach where we've stayed many times before and it was just a nice little ride and a way to stay dry until it was time for us to head to the monorail and then we did head to the monorail. Joey and Kaylee went ahead and went in mouse gears I think again looking for that Arendelle sweatshirt hoping that they had had a restock and she would get one before we left but to no avail. And so we headed to the Grand Floridian on the monorail. Yeah, exactly. And I would say for any sort of shirt that you're wanting and you're betting on getting it on the trip, if you're going at high um, capacity times like Christmas or any other holiday, I would Spring say break. just order it online and try to get it before your trip because then you have it for your trip and you're not having to try and spend your precious time on your trip trying to find it. Because I've done that two times now and I've like just told myself now I'm just going to get on there and order it when it's new and that'll be that if right. I want it. Because so, Joey brought his Pizza Planet shirt for that he got for Christmas. Yeah. Correct. And we gave it to him before 
we left to go to Disney World, and so I don't think they had his size while we were there. They had, like, no fence. Joey's not a small boy. I mean, he's my big guy, six foot and large. (laughs) Extra large. (laughs) He actually wears a 2X, and so... I was glad he had his and he was happy with it because we, he teetered for a while. Like, yes, I'm going to get it. No, I'm not going to get it. And finally we're like, you're getting it. He and always he, made fun of me for spirit jerseys because he's like, I don't know why you like those so much. But then they made one he liked. And he was like, oh man, I might get that. And then he decided yes. So we're all, we're all in the spirit jersey fam now. Uh, so like we said before, we got off track a little bit. We took the monorail over to the Grand Floridian and we took some pictures as usual, but we also had a reservation there, which is why we went there. We usually go just to take pictures, but we actually had a reservation there, which last Christmas I think has become a staple for us since then. We, um, went to the Grand Floridian cafe, which is on the main level. And it's so delicious. It has a lobster burger that is to die for that is just so good. And it's so good that, like we just said, Joey's a big guy. And my dad's also a big guy. And they can eat a lot of food. And they were like, that lobster burger's so good. They were talking it up the whole way there. And they were like, you know, I think we're going to order an extra one. And that's what they did. So they both had a burger and a half. And they were paying for it. They were hurting. But they said it was so worth it because it's so good. Yeah. I don't even remember what I had. Oh, I had a steak. Yes, you got steak. We all got the lobster burgers because that's just like, for me, I don't think I could get anything else there because I like it. But then we all got, I think we ended up getting like uh, dessert samplers. Oh, yeah. And that was really nice because they just give you the little like shots of each dessert so you can try everything, which is super cool. Um if not, a lot of times what we, I don't think we really mentioned it, but a lot of desserts that we ate since we were on the dining plan, we would all order something different and just split so we could all try different things. Right. Uh, and that's the best way to do it is you all get something different and you try. So we had an amazing waiter and for the life of me, I was trying to remember his name because he yeah. was the same waiter we had last Christmas and he was telling us about how he was from Illinois and how he would not move back I think back it's there. Alex. I think his name's Alex. Really? So if you have a chance to have Alex at Grand Floridian, he was super nice and he was a wonderful waiter. He totally took care of Brad. Anybody who can keep up with Brad and Joey's uh, drinking habits, I mean like Brad's a diet soda guy and Joey's a lemonade or water guy. And if you can keep up with those two, you're doing amazing and you get a nice big tip for it. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, So after the Grand Floridian Cafe reservation, we actually took some more pictures in the Grand Floridian, took a family picture in front of the big Christmas tree that's in the center, uh, took some pictures of the gingerbread house that's, um, iconic every year. And then we headed to Magic Kingdom for the night. Since it was our last night, I had kind of said, I personally wanted to spend my last night there. So we ended up getting a spot for the fireworks because for me, I really love the fireworks. Like that's a staple thing for me that I always want to do. And so we got a good spot. We camped out in the center of Main Street and we waited for about an hour and a half. Fireworks were great. And then after the fireworks were over, mom and Joey actually headed back to the room. We did. I was just exhausted. And um, even though I knew it was our last night, I just didn't think I could go any farther. I'm kind of sad I didn't because they had a great experience, which Kaylee's going to talk about in a minute. But we went ahead and headed back and 
we got back pretty quickly um, because even with as many people that were leaving the park because the fireworks were over, we gave it about 20 minutes for them to get started with the lines. And so by the time we got there, they had two buses going to our resort. And so Joey and I were able to get on. And obviously because I had the EVC, uh, we were able to get on the bus first. So we were guaranteed a ride. And, you know, I was frustrated because people don't know what's wrong with me. So that I might look healthy to them. They have no ideas what's, no idea what's going on with my bones, my joints, um, to know how bad my knees really are. And so um, I kind of felt guilty. But I know Kaylee was always like, don't feel guilty. They don't, you know, they have no idea. There are people that are getting those parts that have nothing wrong with them. You actually have a reason. And the doctor had told me that it would be a wise choice on my part. Yeah. And I was ready for anybody who had questions or dirty looks. I was ready to be like, you want trade knees? You yeah. want to trade knees with this woman, because I guarantee you don't. You don't. But, um, yeah, so like Mom said, we, uh, her and Joey went back to the resort, but my dad and I stayed because we were like, we want to do some rides. So I will say this is the time to do rides. The fireworks were at 10 o'clock, so it, when they left, it was 1030, and the park closed at midnight, but... I'm pretty sure it was... It was no, extra magic hours from 10 to it 12. It was extra, extra magic hours from 10 to 12, exactly. So that means, if you're unfamiliar with it, unless you are staying on resort property, you cannot get on rides. They start checking um, your bands, and they can tell if you're staying on resort property. So it's a perk for staying on a like at a Disney resort, which is great. So dad and I went and we did the people mover one more time because that's his favorite thing. And that's just a nice chill ride to get on. So we did the people mover one last time and then we were right there in Tomorrowland. So we did the Buzz Lightyear spaceship or Buzz Lightyear spaceship spin or something like that. I, I believe I'm saying it incorrect, but forgive me. And it said it had a 25 minute wait, but I was like, I guarantee it's not. We waited five minutes. So we walked on that. And that's not a ride that we personally like to use a fast pass for. So it was cool that we got to do it late at night and we still got to experience it even though we didn't have a fast pass because the lines get really high during the middle of the day at Christmas time. And we rode that and then we headed to, let's see, we did Haunted Mansion because we had actually made a fast pass for that earlier in the day. Uh, and so we knew we were going to be able to get on that. And on our way to that fast pass, I believe we rode something else, but for the life of me, I can't remember what it was. Did you write? Oh, we rode the little mermaid. That's what we oh, yeah. rode. We were going to try and do seven dwarfs one more time, but that still had a very high volume of people. Um, it was still about an hour and a half wait and we were like, you know, we rode that twice. We're fine. And we didn't do the little mermaid. So we went and rode that and it was kind of creepy because that queue is so big if you've ever ridden it it's so large and honestly the walk is annoyingly long but we got on it and there were almost no people on it and so it's kind of scary to be in a shell in that ride when there's like nobody around you and just <laughs> dancing animatronics I still like it but like having people around you is a little comforting just for the future and then we had a two haunted mansion because we had the time to kind of mosey there so we went to haunted mansion rode that and the cast members were having a blast because they were all really in character that night and one of them even popped out and scared me after i got off the ride because i was checking my phone and he popped out of a little cove and was like happy gula days instead of holidays or something and i was a little startled <laughs> Not going to lie, but it was fun anyway. And we could have done Pirates of the Caribbean before the park closed, but we chose not to. I was kind of just ready to go. And so we got a couple more pictures with the photographers on Main Street. 
um, enjoy the park being like pretty much empty for what is empty at Christmas time. And then we just headed out. So that was a good night that in like an hour we rode four things. So if you're willing to stick out the nighttime hours and just stay late, that's a lot of times to, that's like a great time to get a lot of rides in instead of like the attraction experiences kind of stuff. So the way that this trip was different than um, our years past is, and Nick always gives us a hard time because we stay nine to 10 minutes is that we, um, after that night, we checked out the next morning out of Coronado Springs, or it was about noon, I guess. And then we had took the Magical Express back to the airport and we rented a car and my parents have a timeshare and they allowed us to stay for another six days at their timeshare, but it was in Orlando. And we weren't even sure until after we booked it but it was only, depending on the lights, anywhere from 10 to 15 minutes from Disney property. So uh, this is where we got to spend more time at Disney Springs. If you notice, we did not do any Disney Springs while we were actually at the resort. And I'll let Kaylee speak to that because this was part of her favorite part of the trip that she said about what, what it was good about the Disney Springs part of the trip this time. So normally, or in the past, we've been lucky enough to go and stay on property for nine or 10 days. So we usually take an off day when we're on the resort property and that's when we go to Disney Springs. But Disney Springs is really up and coming now and it's so big and it's got so many things for you to enjoy that like it started to become overwhelming to do in a day and we felt like we were having to rush because there's so much to do like to do on the off day and again the off day is partially for us to catch up on sleep and just relax so it's hard to do that and enjoy everything in Disney Springs so it was nice that we were off property for so long where we could just sleep in and chill out and we could go to Disney Springs multiple days which is what we did I think we went three or four of the six days we were there yeah and so we got to do so many things so personally I liked being able to do that because yes Disney Springs isn't a park but it's still very much the disney feeling when you're there yeah you're in the the disney bubble and so that sunday i may had made reservations for us because we can still make disney reservations even though we're not staying on property so i made disney reservations for us at the paddlefish and we had never eaten there before and uh anybody who's seen our pictures which i can start posting those on the podcast page some of our trip pictures so you can see they're all like did you like rent out the restaurant yourself but we just Uh, got there at a good time it was early in the lunch uh, break and so more people added into the you know into the restaurant as we ate there but there apparently was a wedding that was being a wedding venue being on the third floor and so I think that maybe preempted some of the people from eating there I'm not sure but the food was amazing Um, it was so good we Kaylee and I had a shrimp and asparagus pasta and I was trying to think what your dad had, but I cannot remember. I think he had a one. chicken dish, but I'm not for sure. Maybe he got fish. But it was just so good. And the view from there is amazing. I need to post those pictures too because it's right on the lake. And you could see everything that was going on. And those people that were in the um, aqua cars were driving. And it, again, it was raining that day, but everybody was still having fun. They were Disney. And so we wandered around a little bit that day. But we were so proud of ourselves because... We were able to drive there. Um, actually, I was the one driving, but that's a whole other story that we won't include in this podcast. Yeah. But uh, we drove there and found the right 
parking garage to get us to where we needed to be and so it was just an awesome experience yeah joey actually opted out of that day because he wanted to sleep because the park days are they're they're tiring um and we actually forgot to mention that uh i got a brownie shake at the paddlefish and if you ever go there please get it it was so good it was a heart attack in a cup but i was living my best life drinking that it came with like chunks of brownie in it and it was so good yeah it was it was an amazing drink but that was such a nice just chill day we like walked around went in some stores just took our time it was really nice um and then in future days when we went back to disney springs the days kind of mixed together for me honestly too but we um i remember specifically on new year's eve we went and saw not one but two movies because traditionally we go see a movie there when we go to disney Springs. we try to make it a disney movie just to go with the theme and so the first movie we saw was uh a beautiful day in the neighborhood that's what it's called right right and we saw that and it was not at all what i thought it was going to be if you've not seen it yet i highly recommend i'm a movie kind of buff person who will watch movies all day every day but I, it's not a movie I don't think I'd ever want to see again. Because, like, it was an experience to see it. But I don't know that it's one I would watch all the time. Oh, I don't think I'll watch it like a regular Disney movie. But it really was a good movie. And, like, Tom Hanks did an incredible job. As always. They used... I think more than anything I was impressed. Because they used silence more in that movie than they've used in a movie I've seen ever. Where a lot of movies use music to fill the like silence which I love but they used the silence intentionally and it almost like made you uncomfortable to an extent but it also like made what was being said so much more impactful I think um so we saw that and then we kind of had a break in between and we went to the food truck area that's um near the Disney style store in the AMC theater and they apparently changed them out I think is what I heard one of them one of the cast members saying but they don't change them out frequently. It's like once a year, maybe. And so they had a Mexican one and they had mac and cheese, mac and cheese that had like lobster in it. And then they also had a, an edible cookie dough truck. So we actually sampled from all those. We got some mac and cheese to split. And then we also got some chips and salsa and guac and all that. And then mom and I got edible cookie dough dishes. She got um, what Which, is no, is not low carb nor no, no sugar. No, we were very much breaking our, breaking our diet here, but it was super good. I, I actually, I will say like the edible cookie dough, I like when there's egg in my cookie dough. I know that's unsafe, but it does taste different without the egg, but oh, I, I still agree. thought it was good. Um, and so we used that to kill the time in between the movies. And then the second movie we saw was Frozen 2 because we were kind of late to that bandwagon because it was like out for a whole month before we saw it and it was so good I think it was better than the first one I know not everybody will agree with that but I loved it and the music is incredible right Kaylee had already learned most of the music before we ever went to see the movie so it was kind of a sing-along at that point well I was not being disruptive I just like was being obnoxious probably well there were a large amount of people in that movie for as long as it had been out that's true um a lot of the seats were sold for that and so we intentionally did that on new year's eve so that that would be our like our big celebration and then our dinner reservation was at saratoga springs at the surf and turf club well we got there a little bit earlier than our reservation so we kind of just hung out they had a gingerbread um set up too so we kind of took pictures of the gingerbread and just chilled you know posted pictures on our facebook accounts instagram accounts whatever 
Um, it was nice because it's a very, very nice resort. And then we finally got to have our Christmas dinner there. And I am at a loss for what I ate. I had scallops. They yes, were you did. very good. And I will say, like, in America, we eat very large portions. And I'm very aware it's an issue. But this restaurant, I looked at the portion and thought, that is not enough. And I ate it. And I wanted more. But I, like, sat there and I was like, this You're is full. all I need. I'm full. Right. But it's because I eat more because they offer, like, the portions are so big at right. But it was so good. It was scallops and it had, like, a corn veggie kind of um, compote with it. And it was so good. Yeah. I almost licked the plate. It was so good. So we hadn't been there in a few years and it was good to be back and, and uh, so that we could report on it again and let everybody know if it's you know you should go there and you should definitely if you get a chance it's only one table service to go there um if you do the dining plan and after that then we rode the boat back to disney springs i forgot to mention that we had to ride yeah a boat. we rode the boat across to saratoga springs and then we rode a boat back and uh before we were riding back where were we that the guy was like you should not go back you it should was take- our waiter oh our waiter was like so where are you guys going now and we're like going to disney springs and he was like you should just take an uber for here and then take an uber back to get your car tomorrow and we're like it's only like 10 o'clock it can't be that bad which it was crowded but i don't think it was that bad i think if we would have stayed till midnight yeah we ended up leaving and like i didn't mind doing that we left and it wasn't a problem for us leaving at all and we got back to watch the ball drop in the resort so that was like it was nice because we got to experience new year's eve out without the crazy crowds that come with being there for the ball drop yes and we could see fireworks off our balcony of our resort if we wanted to not necessarily disney ones but you could see yeah and so that was nice um and that that was like a very very heavy disney springs day but i enjoyed it a lot yeah um and so i remember our last official um trip day we went back to disney springs and we like did some shopping while we were there but we um had our last reservation and this was at the japanese restaurant morimoto asia and so that was so good it was our first time ever eating there and i really thought it was good i don't think it's a place that i would have to eat at every time we went i'm glad we tried it oh no i don't think it would either uh, it is on the dining plan. We weren't at that point. We were using our Disney rewards points that we got from having a Chase Visa. If you're not aware about that, we can talk more about that on Facebook or something. But if you, you know, you can just message us on Facebook at Mousecapades on our Mousecapades page. And I can explain more about the Chase Visa and saving, getting rewards parts. But anyway, it is a little pricey. So they do take the dining plan if you want to go there. We uh, had some delicious food somebody told me that we missed our bet because we didn't eat the Peking duck but it was so expensive well it was expensive and we were paying and the ducks were hanging in the window I know that that's not you know a big deal for some people but I don't know that I want to look at what I'm about to eat hanging in a window I don't know that didn't bother me personally but but yeah the duck was really really expensive but we did try the sushi there and it was good but the sushi is really expensive um yeah you can get sushi if you're on the dining plan, you can get sushi in Japan in Epcot. Yeah, for on a cheaper. snack point, I think yeah. even um, a snack point or even just a quick serve, but that's cheaper than doing it the other way. I mean, so. it was very fresh. I will give you that, but it was very pricey for six pieces. So, um, and we didn't know that Joey was gonna want to split it with us, so <clears throat> we got less than we thought when we ordered sushi, but no big deal. 
And then we shopped a little bit more and we then, ended up heading back after that. Oh, because it was really the first day that it was warm enough to go. There was one other day that in our resort we used their pool, but it was a little chilly that day, even though Kaylee and Joey got in. But we decided to take advantage of the pool that was at our resort. And so it was a lot of fun. And it gave us a chance to see how it is to be on Disney property and off Disney property. And you can still feel like you're in the Disney bubble. So we've done it both ways now so that we we can help people decide that. Well, we hope you've enjoyed hearing about our magical Christmas adventures. And this was the part two of our Christmas trip and the the final installment, I might add. Be sure to listen to Wednesday's show as Nick and Stephanie and I dish the latest news and rumors. Kaylee and I will be back next Friday to share more Disney magic with you. Remember to check us out at yourstorytravel.com. If you're interested in booking a vacation, you can contact us at yourstorytravel.com or text us at 636-373-4497. As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Well, Kaylee, I think it's about that time. Disney love. And pixie dust. Have Have a magical magical day, day, my friends. She'll never leave me Even as she fades from view She will still inspire me Be a part of everything I do Wasting in my lonely tower Waiting by an open door I'll fool myself, she'll walk right in And as the long, long nights begin I'll think of all that might have been Waiting here for